We were made for a person and a place. Jesus is the person and heaven is the place. And they really come in a package deal. You cannot get heaven without Jesus or Jesus without heaven. Today, I want to talk more and share more openly with you about my grief, my grief journey, and this season of time that I'm living in even right now in this moment. And I hope that it blesses you. Stay with me. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Shattered in a Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, this is Jeannie. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I really just want to share my heart about where I am in this season of time and what I'm experiencing in my own grief journey in hopes that it would help someone else that could be listening. And hey, if it helps just one hurting heart or one grieving heart, then it's all worth it for me. I am doing this recording in Jacksonville, North Carolina. That's where I'm from. And I'm here because it is the anniversary date of my brother going home to heaven. It was Thursday evening, October 6th of last year when I got the news that my brother was no longer with us. I had picked up my son from music lessons and I had been working really hard um, the previous eight months or so on getting this podcast in which you're listening to uh, prepared to launch. And a lot of just hard work goes into preparing a podcast to launch and getting your content ready and et cetera, especially if you're planning to do it with excellence. And it was in my heart to really do it with excellence. And I was aware, very confident in the message that the Lord had given me to share with the world. And it was one of just hope uh, for healing for, for those that were hurting, that healing was available to them uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And so I had shared this uh, adventure, new assignment from the Lord with my brother. And I had told him that I was working on a podcast and um, he was really excited for me. He said, I'm so very proud of you. And that's something that he told me quite often is that he was proud of me. And he said, you're really going to impact the world with that. And so I worked very hard on getting it ready to release and it was scheduled to be released. Apple would be picking this podcast up and it would be launched and heard for the first time on the day that my brother passed away, although I did not know that at the time, only only God knew. And so I had picked up my son from music lessons that evening, that Thursday evening. It was a beautiful day, had been all day, and um, I was driving home. And as soon as I got the notification that Apple had released the first welcome episode to the podcast, the first person that I thought of was my brother. And I immediately reached out to him. I sent him a text and I said, I want you to be the first person that hears this podcast. And 
I sent him that text at 6.23 p.m. He didn't respond back, but I did not realize that at that moment, he had already left this earth. He passed away prior to that text message. And so he never got that text message. And then, of course, I learned once I got home that he was gone and it was devastating to me because it never really occurs to one that they would lose their younger sibling or that a parent, a mother or father, would ever lose their son. You know, that's kind of out of the order of when it should happen, or at least when we think it would happen logically. So this was my only sibling uh, biologically, and he was my baby brother, and it was a significant loss for me. It paralyzed me for two days. I wasn't even able to get myself together to even um, drive home. I had a lovely friend, a prayer intercessor. When she heard, she immediately came to my home and just held me and allowed me to cry all over her. And she just spoke life into me. Um, she spoke the word of God into me. She spoke hope into me. She reminded me you know, where my brother was, and um, it gave me the strength that I needed to be able to get into the vehicle uh, with my husband and my son and to drive home and to face the reality that my baby brother was gone. And, you know, they say that grief, the depth of your grief is the depth of your love and your loss, um, and it is so true. It is so true. The significance of the loss Whatever the depth of the relationship was is the depth of your grief. And I have lost my dad. My dad passed away unexpectedly as, as well in 2020. And that loss was very difficult for me because it was unexpected as well. And then um, in 2022, my grandmother, um, that was a spiritual influence in my life, passed away. And uh, we knew that we were approaching her last day, but still, you know, you're never really prepared for losing that loved one when it happens. And so that was very hard for my entire family. And my brother unexpectedly passed away behind my grandmother about two months behind her. And none of us expected that. And so it was a, honestly traumatizing grief for me. Um, to have those significant losses so close together. But the one that devastated me the most was the loss of my brother. My relationship with my brother is uh, very unique. He was not just a brother, he was a friend. And in a lot of ways, I felt like a mom to him because I was older, his older sis. And, you know, our parents divorced when we were young. And so, in a lot of ways, we survived together, we laughed together, we cried together. We, at times, even got in trouble together, and um, I felt a huge responsibility for him. And I think that's why, you know, again, I don't know, this is kind of odd to say, but maybe you'll understand. In some ways, it even felt like I had lost a son because I did have that sense of responsibility for him in my heart. When I got to see him, I prayed over him. I asked the Lord to raise him from the dead. I claimed scripture over his life and, and all the things that we strong believers 
do. And we know that God is capable of these things, but God did not raise him. God gave me peace in my heart that he was with him. God then spoke to me and told me that I would speak at my brother's funeral, which again, I didn't think I would be able to do, but God in his mercy and his strength and his goodness led me right up the steps to the pulpit to be able to speak at my brother's funeral. And I want to get to the point in this episode where I can talk to you about where I am today in that grief. But I really want to just honor my brother and his life in this podcast episode. That is the reason why I am sharing all of this. I want to share with you what I spoke at his funeral. And then I want to talk to you about where I am today and what lessons that the Lord has been teaching me along the way. I want to share with you about the relationship that my brother had with the Lord. I want to share with you some of his intimate writing. And I also want to share with you a passage of scripture that he had highlighted in his Bible and written down, actually. And uh, it was one that we shared publicly. It may be a passage of scripture that you even today can relate with. I want to share with you just a few portions from what I read that day at my brother's service. Benny was a visionary and a dreamer. He could see vision and what it would take to accomplish it. He loved to write and he was good at it. He liked to write to others and leave little notes that would bring a smile. And his writing was very deep, thorough, intentional to the one he was writing to. He had the sweetest smile that would light up a room and he could really make you laugh. He liked to have good times and he really was just a big kid at heart. We all knew him by different titles like brother, son, daddy, nephew, friend, Benny. Some of his friends called him Benny Mac. And even though Benny would laugh and cut up a lot, there was also a very serious side to him, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. At times he was happy and at times there was great sadness, but through it all was love. He loved very deeply. And if he ever loved you, it was everlasting. He loved his son. He wanted to be the best father and had many dreams for him and his son. He wanted to give him everything that he had never had. He was extremely proud of his son. And after he was born, I don't recall any conversations that we had together that didn't include a mention of him. He loved his mama, which he called Ma, and he loved his sister, which is me. And he would always tell me how proud he was of me. And he loved all of his family. I recently discovered in some of our last times together that his love language was quality time, and this suited him just perfect. Benny was very genuine, sentimental, generous, and kind, and he helped people all the time, even if he didn't have much to offer. He gave in whatever way he could. Many stories and outpouring came from all over everywhere from people that I didn't even know about how good Benny was to them. As his sister, we had a very special bond. Through life's painful twists and turns, we always had each other. We had many deep, long conversations, but many times words weren't even needed. We could just be in each other's presence, and that was enough. On October 6, a part of me died too, and now there is a hole in my heart that can only be filled with eternity. How I feel today is that the pain in this world we sometimes have to endure just stinks and the loss of Benny seems unfair, but what I do know is that God is good, 
and even though I can't see the good now, I trust that one day I will. Because suffering is never for nothing, and we can come through to the unshakable assurance that ultimately God is in charge of our first breath and our last. God knew Benny's suffering, and he knows my suffering, and he knows yours. Elizabeth Elliot defines suffering as having what you don't want or wanting what you don't have, and that the deepest things we learn in our life will come from the deepest suffering. In my own personal life, it's been in the greatest wounds that I have discovered the greatest gifts. And if you're hurting today, lonely or depressed, I want you to know that God loves you and he wants to heal you and restore you, and he can. He comes to you to offer his help in many ways. Sometimes it's through his word, sometimes it's through others. But when he reaches out his hand, you must take it and never look back. Never look back. Because what is ahead for you is far better than anything you would leave behind. I want to share one more thing, which I believe is the most important. In one of my recent conversations with my brother, I asked Benny, what is your greatest need? In which he replied, Jeannie, I just need purpose. I didn't understand the depth of what he was trying to say to me at the time because I was thinking too superficially, but I do now. My brother passed away on October 6th. My mom's birthday is October 10th. And on my mom's birthday, she found a letter Benny had written to her and my grandmother years ago. Enclosed was beautiful words about his baptism and something that he titled Purpose. And here is what it read. Throughout the life of Jesus, everything he said and done was of utmost importance. For what purpose? He took his mouth, time, heart, knowledge, and wisdom and gave his best every day for us to understand for what purpose. He built this land, man and woman, all designed by his hand and all creatures that would dwell within. For what purpose? Here is the purpose. Everything he done from beginning to end was for us to understand, to live and love by the will of God, the sacrifices he made for us and our sins. So it is through him we have much larger purpose in life, and it is called eternity. My brother finally found his great purpose, and it was eternity. You see, when the Lord told me I was going to speak at my brother's funeral, I wrestled with him about it. I said, Lord, I cannot, I cannot. And then the Holy Spirit began to minister to me and speak to me, and he reminded me of the day that I was talking to my brother when he said, Jeannie, I just need purpose. And then the Holy Spirit reminded me of the letter that we found that my brother had written where he defined purpose. And the Holy Spirit urged me to get the letter out and begin to read it, in which I did. And as I read it, I began to cry. And the Lord said to me, Jeannie, he's found his purpose. That gave me the strength to be able to get up and speak these words for my baby brother at his service that day because here's the deal my brother finally found his great purpose and it was eternity it couldn't be found on this earth and that's what the lord told me that day that letter was dated october 6 which was the same month and day benny went home the scripture that i read before i sat down was jeremiah 29 11. for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then I close with 
some words that my brother wrote. Wherever we go, God is there. Whenever we call, God is listening. Whatever we need, God is enough. The next several days, weeks, and months would be tremendously hard. All the questions that I had for the Lord, the fact that my brother went home the day that my podcast launched, why would the Lord take my brother? Why would this happen on a day when I've worked so hard in an assignment for the Lord and desiring so deeply for my brother to hear my first podcast? Why would this happen? Why would the Lord take him from me? Why would the Lord take him from us? Was my prayers not answered? I prayed for healing. I prayed to see a living testimony come forth. Why did these things not happen? So many questions. So many waves of emotions. All the emotions of grief that we go through. Now where I am today, after a year's time, still missing my brother, still grieving my brother. Those things don't go away. No, we just learn to live with it. Still asking lots of questions. Still waiting for miraculous signs and wonders to learn more. I do have a desire to learn more and to see more of heaven. Oh, I have a hunger to have more of heaven revealed to me. I pray that my eyes could spiritually see more of heaven and all of its glory. Each day I ask the Lord to give me strength to be a testimony. And I believe that the testimony is having a ripple effect. That as I sit and talk with people, as I share my heart, my story, that there's a partnership from heaven that has reached an earth and the ripple effect of the gospel is being ignited to help others. I believe that as much as I wanted to be in partnership and ministry with my brother here on earth, I believe that I am now as he stands in the cloud of witnesses with my other loved ones. I find myself looking forward to eternity more and more each day. I read something in a book called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. It was a quote from J.C. Ryle, and it says, Are you looking forward to heaven? It says, The man who is about to sail from Australia or New Zealand as a settler is naturally anxious to know something about his future home, its climate, its employments, its inhabitants, its ways, its customs, all these are subjects of deep interest to him. You are leaving the land of your nativity. You are going to spend the rest of your life in a new hemisphere. It would be strange indeed if you did not desire information about your new abode. Now surely, if we hope to dwell forever in that better country, even a heavenly one, we ought to seek all the knowledge we can about it. Before we go to our eternal home, we should try to become acquainted with it. I find myself wanting to become more and more acquainted with heaven. We have so much to look forward to. Here's what I know. My brother, my grandmother, my dad, my daughter, all of our loved ones, all of your loved ones, anyone that has gone on before us, if they were a believer in Jesus Christ, they are more alive than they have ever been, than they've ever been. 
They're fully healed and restored. They're full of joy. They're full of peace. They are abiding in his presence. They are worshiping him from the throne room. There is nothing, nothing this old world has to offer them anymore. They are in their permanent home where Jesus has gone to prepare a place. He says he's gone to prepare a place for all of us. In John 14, 1 through 3, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. And that you also may be where I am. Friends, we are all going to be together one day. And because we have that hope, it makes the grief a little more, well, durable each day. Not that it gets any easier. So I want to read this passage of scripture that my brother had highlighted in his Bible because maybe you find yourself here today. It comes from Jonah chapter 2. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the belly of the fish, saying, verse 2, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought me up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer came to you and into your holy temple. So I wonder where you find yourself today. Do you find yourself feeling like you're in the depths of the valley? Do you feel like you're surrounded, your head and your neck is surrounded by the weeds? Do you feel like everything is overtaking you? Do you feel like you have slipped into a pit? Do you feel like your life is fainting away? Because if you do, then look up. Look up. Remember the Lord. Look upon his face, his holy temple. Speak to him. Pray to him. He's there. He's just waiting to fulfill his steadfast love, to surround you with his steadfast love. And in verse 10, it says, when Jonah prayed this, that the Lord spoke to the fish that had swallowed him up, and it vomited Jonah out upon dry land. The Lord released him. The Lord gave him another chance, Jonah, that is, to go and do what the Lord had called him to do. Sometimes the Lord has to get our attention. It's never intentionally to harm us. It's out of his love and his discipline for us. He wants nothing but the best for us. He loves us unconditionally. So I wonder where you find yourself today. My brother got it right when he called upon the Lord. Oh, he believed. He believed. And he left those words behind for us. Always believe in God. It doesn't matter what you're going through. This weekend has been very emotional. Yes, I have sat by his graveside and cried and cried. I would do anything to feel 
his hug again and see his smile again and be able to talk to him again. But the truth is, one day I will, just not today. So today I look to the one, the only one, that can help me get through it. Day by day, moment by moment, second by second. I look for ways to bring heaven to earth. I look for ways to help others. I look for ways to do things that I know that would continue to make my brother proud. And I do so knowing that he is watching me from a very good seat in heaven along with the others in the cloud of witnesses as Hebrews 12:1 tells us. So if grief is your story, you're not alone. You're not alone, friend. We experience this together. We walk through it together. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on heaven. And don't worry about tomorrow. Just live in the present of each and every day. The gift of each day. And be very aware. Keep your eyes and your spirit and your heart open to everything going on around you. Because heaven is all around us. And you might just discover some beautiful signs and wonders. Ask the Lord to reveal himself to you each and every day and then wait in expectation. Well, I was very nervous about this one-year anniversary and very edgy about how it was going to affect me. And I just want to tell you, friends, I got through it. And if I got through it, you can get through it. With the Lord, we can get through anything and everything. The story continues to unfold. We all have a story, and God is a huge part of that story. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So, what does your story look like? Be faithful to the author because you have a role to play. You know, I've learned so much about grief, and I know that God is going to teach me so much more. But in this past year, I would say that the greatest thing that I've learned is that my grief is really more about me, not my brother or the other loved ones that I've lost. They are in heaven. They're with Jesus. They're with the Lord. And um, there's no sorrow with them. There's no suffering there. However, because I'm still here on earth, there is suffering left here for me. And so the other thing that I've learned is how to focus on the sovereignty of God and how sovereign God was and is over all of these circumstances, over all these losses, all these struggles, all these trials, like God is so sovereign over it and God is good. Two things, God is sovereign and God is good and I can either believe those things or I can choose not to believe those things. Well, I choose to believe those things because those things are true. And if God is sovereign over the details of our life, then his plan is perfect and he knows exactly what he's doing. And if God is good, then there is good purpose coming out of all of this, even though it doesn't look like it or even though it doesn't feel like it. I can choose to fall back, not on my feelings, but on the truth of God is good and God is sovereign. And then I can wait in expectation in regards to what he might reveal to me from those two perspectives. So how was it to relive 
that horrible day on October the 6th, well, we didn't really know what to expect. So we just showed up and we embraced it and we took moment by moment, hour by hour. We did the things that brought us peace. At times we talked and at times we were silent and we got through it. I honestly didn't know what to expect and I think that is what made me the most uncomfortable or nervous. And although I didn't know what to expect, I knew the one, the one that would get me through it. Through it all, no matter what you're going through, he will get you through it. So friends, I love you bunches. I look forward to talking to you again next week and always, always digging into the heart and discovering new things that the Lord is teaching us. And we get through this together, don't we? You and I and the Lord, we get through this together. So remember, always live life abundantly. See you in the next show. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Oh,